Beste ervaring. You are listening to That Digital Show, a business podcast presented by Google Cloud to help organizations transform and grow value in our digital world. Episode 51, Reinventing Omnichannel Retail at Ulta Beauty. Today, we'll continue our transformation series with Prama Bhatt, Ulta Beauty's Chief Digital Officer, to discuss the work her team is doing and how they think through different perspectives and lenses to drive innovation. Hello, everyone. I'm Chris Hood, a digital strategist at Google Cloud, and I'm happy to share the extended conversation we had with Ulta Beauty from our video series, The Transformation Debrief. If you would like to watch the video of this discussion and read additional details on our blog, you can find both resources at cloud.google.com transform. For now, enjoy the conversation. Alta Beauty is the largest U.S. beauty retailer carrying over 25,000 products from 500 established and emerging beauty brands, including Alta Beauty's own private label. In April 2022, Alta Beauty announced a 12-month revenue of $9 billion, an increase of 30.6% year-over-year. Alta Beauty is redefining the beauty industry by creating personalized experiences that blur the lines between store and digital. Their focus on innovation has been a true point of differentiation. And in this episode, we're going to dive into that transformation. I'm happy to be joined today by my co-host, Amy Eshelman. Amy, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and your role at Google? Hi, I'm Amy. I'm part of our retail industry solutions group at Google. I come from retail, spent over 20 years in specialty retail in a variety of roles at both Williams-Sonoma and at Sephora. We have an incredible guest joining us today from Alta Beauty. Please welcome Prama Bhatt. Would you please introduce yourself and share a little bit more about your role at Alta? Hi, Chris. Hi, Amy. It's great to be here. My name is Prama. I'm the Chief Digital Officer of Ulta Beauty. Uh, we've had the privilege of working across key partners in the company over the last few years and really thinking about the beauty journey in a seamless, omni-channel way and drive significant growth. I'm excited to talk about that a little bit today. The digital team at Ulta Beauty consists of four primary teams. It's our e-commerce team that thinks about the channel and omni-channel businesses. It is our digital experience and operations team that thinks about product management. It's our digital innovation team that thinks uh, forward about creating the future. And it's our strategic analytics team, as, as we know, all things digital are also grounded in, in data. So that's a little bit about the digital team. Well, thank you for joining us. To start, we ask a question of all of our guests. What was the most transformative role or decision in your career to date and why? That's a really great question. <laughs> I would say the most transformative decision. I feel like I've had many. It's really hard to pinpoint one. I think transformation comes in sizes that are small and sizes that are large. But I think most people think of transformation as larger scale changes. I would say for me in my career, I had a very specific moment where I wanted to get closer to the guest. I had spent about a decade in the auto industry, and I really loved the problem solving and thinking about product development in that industry, but had this moment where I felt like my reach to the guest was many years out and through many other touch points. And so there was a point in time, even after a, a decade in that industry, that uh, I realized that I wanted to flip it on its head and be as close to the customer as possible, and that led me to retail. And I would say the thing that was um, really important about that transition 
was the learning that the skills that you carry, the experiences that you have, and the, the insights that you learn are applicable in so many different environments. I definitely was probably not sure of that when I, when I thought about making that move, but I definitely learned that along the way. Amy, you've spent a lot of time in retail as well, so I'm gonna ask the same question for you. What's the most transformative decision you've ever made in your career? Well, it's coming into retail and such a similar story to what Prama just said. I was in consulting and felt this desire to be closer to the customer because I thought that that connection between product and customer is such a really interesting one. You can affect people's lives in such interesting ways. And it's not just like kind of groceries and the necessary things, but there's also this emotional connection that you can have with customers in retail in all aspects of retail across every segment. And so that was the part that really appealed to me. I love retail that it's very analytic, but it, at the heart, it's really human. And so to me, that was the biggest transformation I made in my career. And it carries that main thought process has moved me all the way through my retail career. Like that is something that has remained consistent, that connection to the customer that desire to have that more emotional connection. It's kind of the common thread. I think that's a beautiful place to start actually, this human connection. When we think about technology and we think about these digital experiences, we often lose that human connection in the process. Prama, how are you maintaining that relationship as you're driving more sales through digital channels? Yeah, human connection and being personal is at the heart of all things digital and physical. And luckily in our physical experiences, it's no question about the human connection. We have our associates in our store that are guiding and assisting our guests through their beauty journey. Um, I would say, interestingly enough, through the pandemic, I think, I think we've all learned that uh, even pre-pandemic, but definitely during the pandemic, that uh, our phones and our digital devices are key connectors. They are relationship builders, whether it's your family or your friends or your favorite brands, your communities. And so the idea that that technology and device is a connector is at the heart of how we think about the digital experiences. We think when you're providing experiences that are fun, that are helpful and functional in guiding your journey, that are more personalized and knowing a little bit about you, all of those elements help make the experience and can actually drive real emotive love with a digital experience instead of it feeling very transactional. That's a lot about how we think about the connection of a physical, digital, emotional, and human connection. Prama, you mentioned personalized experiences and so much of the retail experience can be personalized. How do you and your team think about what comes next? What are the highest priorities? Yeah, for our team, we have the privilege of having a loyalty program and the privilege of having over 95% of our members drive our revenue. And so that gives us a real strategic asset. Drive Insights helps shape every experience. And so we've been on that journey for some time. And along that journey, one of the key investments and, and bets we placed was in partnering with a startup. And then through that course of partnering with a startup, acquiring a startup specifically with a bet on personalization, necessarily hadn't traditionally been an enterprise that had created from the ground up our owned capabilities, but we felt strongly enough about this. And so over the last couple of years, we have built our own recommendation engine. And of course, it has the fundamentals that you would expect, you know, 
great ways to think about linking product and customer to triggers like replenishment or new product, you know, offer optimization, experiences like our skin analysis tool that takes augmented reality and artificial intelligence and not only helps assess your skin, but provide a personalized recommendation and even uh, in a step-by-step format. So those are different use cases when we think about personalization. In the longer term, we think about personalization as the next best action for anything. I mean, every click, every touch is a digital signal back that says our guest is looking to do something. Us starting to get smarter about understanding that intent and then serving up the right experiences, how we think about the future. But we're getting grounded in building all these enabling capabilities right now. It's amazing to hear how successful your loyalty program is and that process by which you're trying to personalize. I think one of the challenges a lot of retailers are faced with is it's one thing to personalize the digital experience, but bridging the gap between that digital experience and in-store experience so that personalization continues is a huge challenge. How are you looking at that? Yeah, I mean, we really love the fact that our our store experience is at the heart of our entire beauty journey. It's where all things digital and physical come together. Our associates by default are also beauty enthusiasts. So in addition to product training and tools and capabilities that we create, they bring their own passion and own insights. And that adds quite a bit in terms of that human connection and connecting in a personalized way with our guests in our store. We've made some really great strides in terms of thinking about digital experiences. Obviously, our loyalty program allows for our store associates to have insight about our loyalty members, and that helps provide a little bit more color. But we have a way to go, quite frankly, Chris, in terms of really powering our associates with all of the information because there's so much to sort through. From an assortment perspective, we have low to high price points. We have hair, skin, and makeup, and wellness, and a focus on emerging brands, and BIPOC brands, and clean and conscious beauty. And so there's all kinds of strategic pillars that are there. And so what we're working on currently is thinking about what I would consider clienteling 2.0 of the future, where we really power our understanding like we do in our digital channels, whether they be our marketing channels or our owned channels on our site and app, and create kind of a super-powered associate with all that knowledge base. And that's something the team's in the middle of concepting right now, and we're really excited about how that incremental knowledge can really help guide the experience. In the meantime, we have really great digital tools that oftentimes a guest can do on their own, but we'll do with an associate. It might be a hair color try-on tool. It might be a virtual try-on experience. It might be taking the skin analysis with the associate and then going through a guided journey in the store. So we have these tools that help guide the relationship between our associate and the guest, but really looking forward to this, this evolution and next step in superpowering our associates. Prama, so many lines were blurred during the last two years during the pandemic, especially the line between digital and the store. And I'm curious, as you think about the customer behavior that changed, first because it had to, and then because we just got into some new habits, how do you think about that consumer experience going forward? How do you see it changing? What do you see in that, from that customer that you think, like, this is a permanent change. We're expecting this to just continue. Yeah. 
I would say there's two or three key areas where we saw behavior change or maybe accelerate, not necessarily, you know, take a left turn, but accelerate maybe the progression of certain things. One was definitely from just a pure product perspective. You could see during the course of the pandemic, the focus on DIY or the focus on self-care or the focus on ingredient or other things. And so I think we, we see those opportunities from a product perspective in continuing to drive those insights around those, that, that consumer behavior and ensuring that we've got a product pipeline that supports those dynamic changes. And that behavior continues to be sticky as we see the resurgence of the business coming after the pandemic. From a digital perspective, like most retailers, we saw our digital adoption significantly increase. Early days, we all were wondering whether that you know, increase would stick or whether it was going to kind of revert back. And we're really enthused by what we're seeing, which is continued sticky behavior in digital and omni-channels as well as store traffic, not only stabilizing and going back to pre-pandemic levels, but exceeding pre-pandemic levels. So the idea that we were able to sustain and and stick the adoption versus not for us is really uh, critical as we think about our future strategies. So I would see that those two behaviors for sure. And the third was no question that within that, the omni-channel experience, I mean, buy online, pick up in store and curbside have been around for a long time. So it's not that that's something new coming out of the pandemic, but the ease in which it's just part of the experience now and an expectation in every industry is really awesome. And what we're seeing is our buy online, pick up in store growth as one of our largest growing channels. So I would say omni-channel behavior, digital adoption of tools as well as the channel and real, just a real portfolio view on what's relevant to people coming out of the pandemic. So we've obviously seen a lot of transformation happening from a customer perspective over the course of the last couple of years. You just covered that. But I want to go back to something you said just earlier around your in-store associates. Part of transformation is definitely a culture of the organization. So how have you been able to maintain that culture at Ulta Beauty? Or have you seen any major changes over the last couple of years just from your employee perspective? Yeah, you know, the culture at Ulta Beauty is uh, magic in my mind, quite frankly, Chris. It's a values-based culture, it's a highly inclusive culture, and it's definitely a culture that believes in collaboration. And so we really, like most organizations, saw even more collaboration coming through the pandemic in terms of being able to stabilize, rebuild, and get everyone pointed in a direction that kept safety first, which was key, and then also kept the consumer at the center. And of course, the consumer was dynamic in terms of their needs and their behaviors. So I would say that foundation of the culture that we have really helped us work together and win together through really, really turbulent times. But I would say, you know, what we're really excited about is more focus with a growth mindset, with how innovation is everybody's responsibility, not just one team's. It's not a team that's innovating. It's each of us being curious. It's each of us in the work that we're doing every day, thinking through different perspectives and lens to drive innovation. So for sure, we have teams that are working on creating the future with a future pipeline and experimenting. But I would say this idea that we're actually actively encouraging innovation throughout the organization is really critical. And then the ways of working, I mean, I think you hear the word being more flexible and being more agile. And oftentimes that tends to get kind of 
categorized as a technology process, but I think we're embracing it as like hub and spoke models across the organization, business processes, ways that we don't just check the box where cross-functional stakeholders are working together, but they're actually operating as a team together. And I would say that would be an evolution of our collaboration, which is in the face of needing to go faster and needing to be more flexible and nimble, that the ways of working has been a, a key part of the cultural transformation as well. You've mentioned a lot about innovation, and I do think the last, I mean, we've seen so many changes in the industry over the last two years. I, it seems to me like it is a just a period of innovation, of really fast-moving industry trends. As you think about the future, what are you most excited about, either from a customer behavior trends or technology trends? As you think about the landscape that's definitely changing, what excites you? Yeah. Well, there is so much to be excited about. In, a couple of years ago, in 2018, the company made its first two acquisitions, one in the augmented reality space with a small startup called Glam Street, and one in the AI and personalization space with a startup QM Scientific. And both of those two startups are part of the Elta Beauty Innovation family. And now we're about almost at the four-year mark, and it's been awesome to bring this new perspective and new capabilities marry them up with our existing strengths and really start to create and co-develop in ways that are going to help lay the roadmap for the future. That fuels our focus on all things, especially in beauty, around virtual try-on. There's nothing like being able to take makeup and digitally try it on your face. What we're excited about in the future is how each of us are going to be showing up in a more immersive way, with more of our personas, with more avatars. Who knows all the different ways we're going to be showing up digitally across the internet in the coming years. And, you know, that's a perfect opportunity for Ulta Beauty. I mean, we feel so strongly about the possibilities that beauty brings and the ability to express and self-express in the physical world that surely has a corollary in, in the digital world. So that gets us really excited and we know the underpinnings of that are 3D technology and augmented reality. And so we feel like we're building the building blocks for, for that future. So that's got us excited. There's no question all things data and really thinking about personalization. I mentioned earlier about next best action and really starting to live it more than just recommendation engines, but content being served up in a way that's really relevant in retail experiences. So that's exciting to us. And the third thing we're really excited about is taking the virtual and using the camera and instead of turning it toward your face, turning it toward the store and really augmenting our physical store experience. We think that's a perfect opportunity for physical and digital to come together. The store already is buzzing with energy, whether it's in our salon or whether it's our guests watching on their hands, but how awesome if they can also use their phone to bring other content and digital experiences to life. So those are some of the things we're really excited about. I think there's a lot to look forward to from an industry perspective, but I want to bring this back down into your own team. When we think about transformation, obviously we've transformed as we've already talked about over the course of the last couple of years, and retail has transformed over the last decade or so, but how has your team transformed maybe recently and what does the next three or four, five years look like from your team perspective? That's a great point, Chris, because this really is all fueled by people. There's no question. It's, it's uh, people and culture. And we've been on a journey of building capabilities, in some cases catching up, in some cases taking steps forward, but the focus on really thinking about the guest at the center 
and thinking about experiences and thinking about those as the outcome and letting that be the starting point versus a feature or a function or a set of requirements is probably the largest transformation that we're undergoing along uh, with a program that we call our digital store of the future. And that starts to bring digital optimization, user experience, customer insights in a next level way into the way we think about creating products and experiences. It also starts to bridge a little bit between where business teams, merchandising teams, marketing teams, and technology teams start to live as one team in a tighter way with an end mission on owning and being accountable for creating great guest experiences, less project-based and more journey-based. So I would say our focus on product management, user experience, digital insights, data capture and mining that, as well as digital optimization are, are all like three or four capabilities that we're really excited about standing up and elevating to the next level. Prama, you mentioned those blurred lines between kind of the line of business and technology and having them come closer together and create more cohesive teams. I'm curious, as you look at your own teams, are you seeing the skill sets of your line of business team members evolve to more data-driven, technology-driven skill set? And the same with the, your technology partners. Are you seeing their skill sets emerge to be more of, kind of business leaders? I'd love to hear how that's changing within Ulta. Amy, that's exactly the journey that we're on, which is more business acumen uh, with the technologists of the future and more technology acumen in our core go-to-market teams. You know, oftentimes, if you go back in e-commerce experiences like analytics, and then, of course, people kind of looked at reports, but, you know, we're really taking those teams and embedding them in the core go-to-market teams as opposed to it being a function off to the side. So, you know, we're just doing it with one or two roles, so it's not like we're standing up large teams. We're going to test and learn through it, but why not have those that are closest to the function also be super users in a way that's different than maybe at least in my experience, uh, oftentimes how analytic functions have sat in the past. So that's just one example of that. The other is we're just, you know, we've always worked in a cross-functional way, but really getting clear about who owns what decisions and having literally our technology team, our digital creative team, our digital product management team, and uh, our project and, and program management teams start to meld together as a team of teams and one team in ways that will hopefully drive more effective outcomes as well. So, And as those lines blur and collaboration increases, how are you gauging success? That's a great question, Chris. Yeah, yeah we got to measure and we got to deliver on our results, no doubt. Of course, there's the traditional measures of success we're looking at obviously enterprise level goals in terms of sales and profitability, how we're thinking about our member base and customer acquisition and customer retention, customer loyalty. So those are key metrics that we're always working and striving toward and setting targets on. Of course, with the focus on the guest journey, all of our elements related to NPS and ways we think about measuring our experience, whether it be through our call centers or whether it be in our stores or whether it be through our digital touch points. But I think the metrics that we're starting to maybe spend more time on and bring to the front more in addition to those core metrics are around engagement. Engagement, I think, is a new space, at least for us. Um, Of course, there's like, where are you in the funnel? How long do you spend time in these experiences? But really getting underneath all of these guided selling tools 
who makes it all the way through? What's their behavior before and after? What does their journey look like? You know, visit number two and visit number three. Is one metric repeat use of a guided selling tool versus a one and done? So I would say, of course, there's your core retail metrics. You can never veer too far from those. And then there are customer facing metrics around uh, how we think about NPS and our member base. But I think digital engagement is a new muscle that we're building and we're really excited about the insights we're gonna be generating from those. As you talk about all the things that you're accomplishing at Ulta, it's very inspiring, but we also know it's very hard and it's taken you a lot of time. So what lessons have you learned over the course of the last couple of years, or maybe there's something that you would have done differently? Oh gosh, there's probably a ton of things I would have done differently. But I would say the core fundamental values persist throughout. And that is one for sure is especially at times where we've had so much strain leading with heart and keeping people first. And, and that part has never waned and that's something that, that helps us sustain all, all, the, all the time. Uh, but beyond that, I think we've really learned that even though it's obvious, change is hard, full stop. And figuring out how to incorporate change as a part of something you're doing all the time versus we're changing because of this project is maybe the next shift in how we think about change management. Like it's not a thing, it's not coming at this part of the project timeline, it's something that we're continuously improving and evolving all the time. So I would say that is a key lesson learned and something that we're starting to incorporate. There's no question like others, you know, resource management and staffing has been, and talent management, Amy, you pointed that out, has been its own challenge. and. There were times that we kind of got behind that. I think we've really done a great job in retaining talent, identifying new talent, and building that muscle. But that was definitely a journey that we felt, I'm sure, along with other, other retailers. And then I would say keeping the guest at the center of everything that you do. We think we do it all the time. But the reality is on a day in and day out basis, we veer from that. And there were definitely times where along our transformation, we've gotten really focused on the feature or the requirement instead of getting focused on testing and learning about the guest experience. And so if there were one thing that I would say we're really gonna be obsessed about as we continue to go forward is uh, experimenting, getting quick customer feedback and iterating in that way and keeping the guest at the center constantly. I love everything you just said. We don't change just for the sake of changing. And I agree, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of different companies who look at change as a one-time project. We have to change to get to this point. And then all of a sudden they're realizing that project's over and oh wait, there's another change project in front of us. And so this concept of constantly evolving and keeping your customer at the center of that, we have this concept of outside in perspective where you start from your customer's perspective, work your way in, and then discover what technologies you need to fulfill that customer requirement. And so many organizations say, we do that, but the first thing they decide is, what's the technology that we want? And then how are we going to deliver that? Without even knowing if the customer is going to want to use that technology. How does cloud help you be nimble and to maintain that customer-centric perspective that you have? Yeah, I mean, the cloud is a key part of our ecosystem of the future. When we think about our digital 
stack that powers all of our experiences um, and we think about data and capturing insights. Our partnership with the Google Cloud and a choice we made early on both through our Guest 360 as well as our Digital Store of the Future program uh, really set us up for what we believe will allow our insights and data to be mined and captured faster so that we can use those to create experiences and more importantly the ability to deliver uh, and performant and expected you know, experiences um, from our guests. So really, really excited as we stand up the digital store of the future in partnership with Google and Google Cloud. Okay, I'm going to ask my final question, and you will see that my retail roots are showing here, because I know that holiday planning is in full effect right now, always, but especially right now. And every holiday season is totally different than the last. What do you think is going to be different about 2022? What trends are you expecting to see? What challenges are you expecting to see? What's going to look different? Yeah, I think 2022, I wish I had a crystal ball, Amy, because it's a very robust year already. You know, I think we have some of the lingering elements. I feel like we've done a really great job. Our supply chain team and our inventory teams have done an awesome job getting ahead because as you mentioned, holidays a full year 365 a day (laughs) process. You're either in it or you're working on it, right? So there's no question that is a key strategy around holiday. But our expectations are that from a macro perspective, guests are going to be highly engaged in holiday, that this revival that we're seeing right now in getting back to uh, opening up and being connected and human connection is going to continue on through the holiday season and that it'll be a really critical part of the year like it always is, but it, even in a, in a bigger way. And I would say from a digital perspective, we're really excited because we are starting to roll out, starting now already and through the balance of the year, more and more of our front-end experience on the digital store of the future. And so this will be the first holiday that we're kind of starting to expose our guest experiences and our new ecosystem and platform to holiday volumes. So that's gonna be interesting. And then of course, the part about holiday that's always exciting is capacity management, whether it's from a fulfillment perspective, whether it's with our transportation partners, and we know the demands and stresses on that entire supply chain, not just inventory, are high, and our teams are getting well ahead of that with automation in some of our facilities and uh, network strategy that not only involves our distribution centers, but also involves our stores. So yeah, we're really, really excited about holiday because we believe it's going to be a big one. One of the other things that we like to do on the show is give our guests the opportunity to ask Google a question. So do you have any burning questions that you would like to either ask Amy or myself? I definitely would love to know, uh, whether it's for Ulta Beauty or other retailers, what do you see when you look across your partner base as some of the largest missteps? What might we get ahead of and avoid? Yeah, I actually think it's something that we mentioned before, and it's that retail isn't a constant state of transformation. Our customers are requiring retailers to change with their expectations. Competition requires you to change with that. And so I think that one of the greatest missteps that we've seen is that not being aware of that and not trying to keep up with those expectations, thinking that the pace is slower than it is which just gets you further and further behind. So I think recognition of the retail is in a constant state of transformation and a recognition that it actually moves very quickly and otherwise you get caught behind. Yeah, and I would just add, you said it actually earlier, the concept of being nimble. You have to be able to 
adapt and adjust to meet your customers' expectations in real time, just about. And so the more nimble that you can maintain, the better. And we see a lot of organizations that say, well, this is our process. This is how we've always done it. This is how we will continue to do it. I hate to say it, but even internal politics that are preventing them from maintaining that nimbleness that is required of them to meet the customer's needs. And if you have to break those silos down and change your culture in order to meet those needs, you've got to do it. And that nimbleness is going to be essential to not fail. Totally agree. Thank you, Prama, for joining us. It's been a true delight. Thank you so much for having me and allowing us to share a little bit about our team and the Alta Beauty story. And thank you, Amy, for being my co-host. Of course, it was really fun. If you would like to learn more about Ulta Beauty at cloud.google.com slash transform, we dive deeper into this transformation journey. And don't forget to hit subscribe and join us again for more visionary thinking and lessons learned on the next episode of The Transformation Debrief.